boy. Oh. 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 The Rick Ross. Oh. 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 Coming to you live. <laughs> Coming to you live from Chicago's Northwest Side. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter, your man Stebo. <laughs> and hot take Tommy. I feel like your introduction gets a little like one word longer every time. Why not? <laughs> Gotta fill up the airwaves, baby. Exactly. How else are we gonna get to an hour on this? We're still locked out, ladies and gentlemen, on this week's of the episode of Sons of Anarchy podcast. See, I'm just trying to this fill up as absolutely many words as possible. atrocious. Yeah, well, that's who I am, right? Um, we are going to be talking to you about uh, Oscar Colas, baby. Marco Patty coming through again. Um, Jake <laughs> of Berger. Marco Patty. Nobody else. <laughs> That's the only thing. Jake Berger possibly moving to second base. Um, I'm going to talk about 108 day because I was there. Yeah. And we got a couple bones to pick. A Minoso Minute and a He Said It segment. All of this brought to you by us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review. Tommy, it's great to be back in person. It's been just over a week. So this is why we don't reach our weekly quotas, according to Apple Podcasts. Yeah, Tom. those assholes. Make sure you rate, subscribe, <laughs> and review, if you haven't already, by the way. To our, what, semi-monthly podcast that we publish almost every hey, week? Hey, we are back up to bi-weekly. <laughs> oh, we are? Apple okay, podcast. good, good, Yes, good. yes. Um, Tom, uh, give me a little update on how you're doing over yeah. the past week or so. Yeah, I'm, I've been resting up recently. I, I took the – I do have today off. It's MLK Day. Happy – well um, – respectful mlk day to you <laughs> absolutely um we we both are off steve and i which is great so uh took the weekend went up to michigan uh michigan. enjoyed myself <laughs> michigan i did have plenty of cider of um, course you did yes there it's you and your vir- crop, you and your is it virtue again did you yeah, buy the virtue, virtue again oh, the gosh. virtue rose cider so it's so you and phenomenal. cam you and cam were downing virtue rose ciders together we i wanted to get one pack i like my my plan for the weekend i was like i'm gonna get a 12 case of this as soon as i cross the border of Michigan and then I like ran like we were running low on gas so I stopped in Michigan City in Indiana Mm -hmm. they didn't have it oh so I got like this like Blake cider like triple jam trash bad don't get it but then we went we went and got um cider at a place called farmhouse cider company and that was fire that was that was fire Wait, so did you get your Virtue Rosé Cider? Or no, no, no. Wow. That was like the only plan I had for the weekend. Didn't happen. But I, nonetheless, I rested up. I enjoyed myself. Um, how about you? I know you were out here in these in these streets. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't get over you just saying that I was out here in the streets. Um, so just an update on last week. Uh, mm-hmm. We were about to close on a house. Yeah, you were so, yeah. And then we backed out of it. Uh, because of those structural foundation <laughs> issues. Thank you to um, Kinsey again for hopping on here. Yeah, um, it was worse than we even originally thought. So, so bad. We left that deal. I still haven't gotten my uh, earnest money back, uh, so I'm going to be contacting my lawyer about that. Hey, um, give me my money, bitch. I'm going to be like, hey, what's up with that? Why haven't I gotten my you know five grand back? Yeah. Um, Seriously. Yikes. It's, it's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. It's a significant amount of money for, yeah. you know... Tommy and I, us pores. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but I had to go on a winter retreat. As you know, most of our listeners know, my fiance works for a church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go on their winter retreat with middle schoolers and high schoolers. Um, they think I'm really cool for some reason, uh, which well, is really funny. That's, <laughs> that's, what happens, that's what happens when you grow up in Glen Ellen. 
and you're exposed to oh, a, this guy's so when cool. you're exposed to a teacher in Chicago, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's raw. This guy has glasses and a beard. Like, <laughs> wow, bald head. <laughs> but um, let's just say it was a lack of sleep, obviously, yeah. and just tiring because you're taking care of kids even if they are high schoolers yeah and, um, they, and you have to match their energy level and it's just a lot yep yeah, so I, I immediately got home and i popped an edible yeah and all i can think <laughs> of right now is is that trinidad james song do you remember that song all gold everything pop the molly i'm sweating pop the molly i'm sweating gold on my watch my watch gold on my chain yep, yeah see exactly very, exactly very good great song yeah, trinidad james was ahead of his time uh but i popped an eddie and i was not sweating luckily <laughs> um but uh i also this past week had the most popular tweet of my twitter account's existence yes that was did you see that yeah, yeah, yeah. my dumbest tweets get the most likes i swear <laughs> demar DeRozan for right field <laughs> smash like smash like <laughs> like 650 yeah, likes. Yeah, that was really funny. It's crazy. You're like, okay, wow. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. People, I guess, really like DeMar DeRozan well, and really yes, think that he they, would be a good option in right field. Well, all <laughs> I think all eyes were on the Bulls this last week because of their two big national nationally televised games. Absolutely. And the long win streak, they had nine straight. Yeah. Right? Nine, nine and one over a course of anyway. Nine I don't remember one, yeah. what it, what happened, but like I mean, going into Wednesday, yeah, which was my birthday. Yeah, it was like Bulls didn't give me a great birthday present. Yeah, they, they flubbed on national TV twice in a week, and it was like so very depressing. Which which leads me to say, like, I really do believe this, Steve. I, yeah. I was joking about it earlier. I believe this sincerely. In the summer, we watch bum slayers with the White Sox. In the winter now, we're watching bum slayers with the Bulls. They they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and they lose to the teams that are good. What the fuck, bro? Why can't Chicago come out with an actual contender? The Reinsdorf factor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Reinsdorf. I'm not. I'm not even gonna blame this on Jerry. I mean, here's the thing, too. I mean, the Bulls. I'll leave it at this. Are they a championship level team right now? Yes. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. They're still a little yeah. bit short of that. They're just not strong enough down low. They've got mm-hmm. so much firepower offensively at the guard position, especially when you've got all of Caruso, Levine, DeMar, Ball. When they're all healthy and they're all playing at their best, that's amazing. The problem is teams are going to beat you down low. you still got to be good down low. I, I'm, I'm, I'm suspect on Vooch, personally. Oh come on! No, Sorry. no, he's 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 trying to like hold down the entire like. It's no. the thing he doesn't have a good compliment, man. Down low, no. Either I'm I'm saying bring back Thadric Johnson, Thaddeus Young, and bring back Mike. Uh, what is his first name? Tice, the uh, the German guy that they picked up from the Celtics last year. That he, you weren't watching basketball back then. <laughs> it's it's fine. I <laughs> they need to bring those guys back just because they both have some mad in them, and I think you fix it although i'm also coming from a homer's pr- perspective and they were crowd favorites so go figure uh of course i would go f- say let's go get the two guys that were tryhards um <laughs> there we go <laughs> but you know what i mean like I, I i kind of agree with you obviously i think they're bump slayers i just said it i man i i mean i love i love the team i don't get me wrong i love the team i'm very excited to watch them in the playoffs because they're gonna make the playoffs 
obviously. And they're going to be fun in the playoffs. It's just a matter of like, okay, is this going to be, sure. you know, round one of uh, – is this going to be ALDS all over again where my heart is uh, broken? I really hope not. And I'm crying. I'm taking the long way I think they're home. a second-round like, team. <laughs> I definitely think they're a second-round team. But to say that they're Eastern Conference favorites would just be – no. we'd be and, lying to you. Yeah, no. um, but we are what, Tom? Uh, White Sox baseball We're a White podcast. Sox baseball podcast, so <laughs> even though the walkout's still happening, we do have yes. White Sox news to talk about. Yeah, some good and stuff, too. And speaking of, you know, I, I know we mentioned, you know, my tweet about DeMar DeRozan for right field. <laughs> Maybe the White Sox found the right oh, field option. Oh, we fixed right field, everybody. It's absolutely confirmed right here on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> we we signed Oscar Colas. Oscar Colas, baby, which, you know, they the White Sox were front runners all this time. Yeah, they were in the last yeah. year to be... The, you know, the team to sign Oscar Colas, the Cuban international prospect, uh, 23 years old now, outfielder. He was at first slated to be the Cuban Otani, yeah. uh, meaning that, you know, he could pitch, pitch or hitter. field, hit. Um, but now he is officially just a right fielder. He's no longer pitching. I don't know. I Actually, personally, I, I, is he right field only? I, I don't know that. I he was just I he think was he listed can, as an outfielder. Oh, so uh, Prospect reports do say that he can play all three, actually, okay. left, center, and right. Now, I've seen pictures of Oscar Colas. You, we just looked at pictures of Oscar Colas. He's got. They the say he's six one two oh nine. Does he look 209 to you? He has the potential for 108 thickness, is what I'll say. I don't know if he's there yet, but he has. There's the potential. no way this guy's 209. <laughs> and you might, you, and you might say, oh, he looks, you know, he, he looks fit. He he's, looks. He's fit. muscular. That muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. 209, and he's packed a little bit of chubbiness around if the muscle. I had so his, like <laughs> if I had mu- his muscle on my body, I'd be more than 209. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And he's six one. He's, he's got he's a couple six, inches. One, muscular and just like a layer of blubber around that. And it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go like he he's got to be clocking at two twenty five right now. Once they once they weigh him uh, for and the physical, they'll probably update it or I mean, whatever. MLB he... <laughs> MLB.com has Andrew Vaughn at six foot. There's no way Andrew Vaughn is six foot. Ah, five nine. Like exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not buying that. So I think Oscar Colas has got to be probably like 5'11", 225. That's where I'm at. Is Just this ba- gonna be, based on the eye test? Is it gonna be the Vlad Guerrero Jr. though, where he shows up to camp and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's 200 pounds and he's actually like 310." Now here's the <laughs> thing about Vlad Guerrero Jr. If he's gonna hit the shit out of the ball, I do not care. Doesn't, we we does not matter. In the words of Mike, fact, in the words of Mike Tomlin, we do not care. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> the White Sox need a consistent bat in yeah. right field. So that leads me to ask you, Tom, do you think Oscar Colas is an option for 2022? Well, here, he, this is the thing. I saw the news and I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. We finally signed him. And then I'm like thinking like in the lines of Luis Robert, right, where he it's like, OK, well, yeah, four years from now, we're going to have a great thing in, in, uh, in the outfield. It's like, oh, oh, shit. Let me double check. He's 23 years old. He's played major league. Ba- or, He's been uh, playing sorry. professional baseball. He's playing professional baseball at the highest levels of Cuba and uh, Japan. Japan. So it's like, okay, though a lot of players come straight from Japan with success to the United States and have success in the MLB right away. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but our MVP last season was one of those guys. You know, came from Japan straight to the U.S., played at the highest level of the MLB, and obviously proves that he's worth so we've we've mentioned on the podcast we think that the international like leagues are catching up to the mlb a little bit they're closing that gap i don't see why you know he's 23 if he proves it in spring training which 
won't happen. But so this is all hypothetical. Right. So if he proves it in spring, tra- spring training, why shouldn't he be a right fielder though? Why not? Absolutely. I mean, think think of it this way too. Um, we've got a gaping hole in right field right now. I mean, you're going to try and patch this up right now with Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets. They're bullish moment, on right? that, actually. And they're bullish about them. Um, <laughs> Colas is going to be better defensively. Hmm. Apparently, he's got a cannon arm. Um, this guy's a 55-grade prospect. Right now, the White Sox don't have a 55-grade prospect in their minor league system. Yeah. So and they be, don't have a 55-grade yeah. prospect that the closest they have to that is a 50. And those guys who are 50s aren't guys that have sniffed major league or professional baseball yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely think that the White Sox by midseason could be utilizing Oscar Colas. I yeah. know that may be crazy, but think about it's it. Not, I mean, what, it's what, not that crazy. It's hey, a little crazy, but it's not that crazy. What's crazier is that the White Sox signed Adam Eaton last year <laughs> after a playoff season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They, I, uh, I think they, this is a way better option. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think Adam Eaton's a f- less than 55-grade prospect last year as a major <laughs> leaguer. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Uh, no, I don't care. I don't care about him. Oh, um, well, he's going to co- be a coach now. Yeah, for um, uh, Madden English. over in uh, the Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really funny that that's actually happening. Um, okay. But <laughs> that's probably why they picked him up Like after the Sox released him. They were like, oh, look, we could have a coach, but actually a player. And then they were like, oh, God, he's so bad at playing, we can't even pretend. So they cut him, too. Anyway, but this this begs the question, now that we've signed Oscar Colas, who is the more impactful Panamanian in baseball? So there's two well, yeah, so you famous— got, Well, Colas is a Cuban, but now you're, you're leading yeah, into— Marco Patti, ladies and gentlemen. Marco Patti— we're a Marco uh, Patti podcast yes. apparently today. It, oh, oh my God! The the only thing, the best person in this front office, uh, I guess he's adjacent to the front office, front office international scouting, Marco Patti. Like the White Sox found the diamond in the rough with this guy. He is the special assistant to the senior vice president, general manager. Uh, no, he is the god. He is the greatest of all time. He That should be his new title. He is the best international scout in the entire MLB, hands down. I don't know that to be true, but I feel like it's true. But yeah, he's, he's from Panama, so it begs the question. Mm-hmm. Who is the best Panamanian in baseball history? Is it Marco Patti or Mariano Rivera? Shut up. It's, I just I need to know. This question should be asked and should be answered by White Sox fans. Who is more impactful in the game of baseball? Stop. Shut <laughs> up. Okay, so <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know, Mo may have been the only unanimous Hall of Famer in baseball history. However, <laughs> Marco Patti, Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, Yoan Mankata doesn't count. But he's Cuban, uh, so kind of. I think, uh, <laughs> I think one thing to keep in mind here is that let's I, give him I, the credit for Minnie Minoso too. I love this. <laughs> I love this about the Chicago White Sox franchise. Mm-hmm. I think at at the point that they're they're at right now, yeah, is they have tapped a market and they have done a very good job of branching out to the Cuban baseball sect. In yeah. A sense. Yeah. Right. Um, it obviously started with Jose Abreu. We traded for Yohan Moncada. Well, I was joking, but for real, it started Yasmani, with Minnie Minoso, right? We've got Yasmani Grandal. We've got Luis Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no island beef between Eloy and <laughs> the other guys. Yeah. Um, now Oscar Colas, right? I mean, 
Did I say Yasmani Grandal yet? You did. Okay, just making sure I didn't miss that one. Um, uh, oh, but did you say Yasmani Grandal? Because, like, uh, he's the best. <laughs> oh, he, he absolutely is. Um, because we love Yasmani Grandal on this well, podcast. because he gets on and base. And I will take, yes, because he gets on base. <laughs> and I will not take any slander toward Yasmani or toward Luis. Or toward Yoan, especially. Yeah. Um, we'll go to bat for him. All that, being, all that being said, um, Marco Patti is just, like, one of these unsung heroes of the Chicago White Sox franchise. And it just is understated how important that is for this organization. Yeah, especially because we struggle so much in, like, we, we don't get any Dominican players. We don't get any, well, like, Japanese players. We don't not, get any. Not yeah. out of the farm system, for sure. No, exactly. Like, we, we're not signing those guys. Although, like, the cream of the crop from the Dominican go to, like, San Francisco and, and the Yankees. And, like, that like the cream of the crop from the Japanese markets go to, like, the Seattles and, and the Angels. and The Western Seaboard. Yeah. So it's like, okay – we we have found our niche here and and it's cool cuz i think this is the 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 one area in baseball where the white Sox are undisputed number ones is international scouting in cuba and it's like a really weird niche place to have like the number one like status as a, a mlb baseball like an mlb team but it's cool to be I, it's like I've been mistreated by my by my the team that I <laughs> am a fan of for so long that like I'm okay with being number one in like this niche category, but like it feels cool to be like the team the number one team at like this one well, thing. And I think that also plays a part to how important Jose Abreu is yes. for the team outside of just his stat line. Yes, um, he is the clubhouse leader first and foremost, but then also take into consideration what. His story and his heritage and, and his nationality, his Cuban roots have to deal with do with the rest of the team and how they come around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to Marco Patti, kudos to Jose Abreu, build them both a statue. Oh my god! Put it on the concourse. I want like Marco. I want the statue of Jose Abreu to be him shaking Marco Patti's hand and signing the contract. I would to love that. <laughs> that. That would be a unique statue, and I am. <laughs> A thousand percent for that's a great idea. You don't have many great ideas, Tom. I'm kidding. <laughs> Some of your ideas are a little outlandish, but that is a yeah. good one. This 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 forces me to ask you, Tom. Does this mean that the White Sox are out of the Conforto running? What? No. What? Oh, uh, hopefully. Um, hopefully. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I I mean I I'll say it again. They fixed right field. Uh, Oscar Colas is gonna be your starting right fielder come uh, opening day because opening day isn't gonna be in until June. Um, but I I I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I uh, I don't think that he's gonna be ready right away. Like I I'm. I'm being hyperbolic when I think that he's going to be ready to go right away. I think it's good it's good to say that he's going to be more ready than most prospects that you think of. Mm-hmm. Like he could be up um I, I think it's like fair to assume that he's going to be up by next season. Is it and it, and it's a possibility. It's an exciting possibility that it could be ready sometime this season. But it it, it does it does beg that question that you're asking is like okay you know, if we got Oscar Colas, do we really want to plug the last hole in the outfield with a long-term deal? Because then that's blocking him, right? Hypothetically. 
you're blocking Oscar Colas from coming up by signing somebody to right field. Or this finally starts the hashtag avoid a DH movement. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that's, yeah, that is actually, th- that's the only other option, right? So, I, and, and the, the best way to go about building a baseball team is make sure you get the best players at the position, no matter what, don't go with your, don't go with question marks while you're in your window. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So, and this, I, I think that's the thing that frustrates me the most. I hope this isn't a, okay, this is our best option financially to plug in this hole. So we're not going to go out and sign a right fielder that is a proven bat and average defensively. Yeah. Right. Now, um, batting ninth at second base is financial okay. flexibility. Before we, before we go there, before we go there, <laughs> I would like to see a guy like Oscar Colas or Yoelki Cespedes, whoever is the guy sure, that, yeah. that, that breaks out. Yeah. I, let's just say hopefully one of these guys breaks out um, by the end of the 2022 regular season. Yeah. They become the Jose Siri, Jose Siri. Of oh sure, the Chicago White and Sox, and they pop right? onto the playoff roster and like just Jose Siri do had like I don't know forty at bats before the playoffs yeah. last year, but he yeah. was still an impactful player. Like he was seeing at bats and seeing time in the field for the Houston Astros during the playoffs. Yes, right? he was. So Fuck why not? Strows. Why not use Colas and Cespedes like that and go get a guy that you know can Im- make a positive impact on your team right away with conforto so uh that makes sense except not conforto please uh so anyway uh. right okay so you want orge solaire (laughs) yeah trying to play right field i do actually uh dingers baby dingers i'm actually wearing a a shirt that's all about dingers right now um (laughs) i'm wearing a todd frazier white Sox shirt um hopefully this was printed in 2016 Uh, (laughs) wait no hopefully not Anyway, but <laughs> I think that was his best campaign, but it was. Fuck that, that was season. the 40 bomb season. That season still sucked. I mean, hey, you love you love power at the plate, but uh at what cost? At what cost? Right. Well, I cut <laughs> I cut you off from saying the financially sta- uh financially cheap option at yes. second base. Yes. And well, that leads to my bone to pick, right? I got a bone to pick. Sean Anderson. Oh, wow. My guy. Good you know, dude. I, oh, the best, the best guy. But here's the thing: you can't, you can't do this thing where you say, "Okay, so Monday mailbag," and hey, he's he's got to create content like a Which, lot. Which, for those of you that don't know, Sean Anderson is the new head of Locked On Sox. He's doing daily podcasts with them. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's doing an awesome or job wait, there so far. Technically, I think he's doing three times a week, and he's gonna flip to five. He's times gonna a flip week. to anyway. daily so during the regular like, season. Yeah, yeah, but. He goes out here on the Monday Mailbag episode and says that because Leary grades out as the 20th best second baseman in baseball, we need to stop complaining about having him at second base as our starting second baseman. Uh, no, we don't have to stop complaining because, like, that is that is the bottom tier of the league. And, like, what's separating him from, like, the bottom of the league? Almost nothing. And he's not even, like – I've said it a million times, his – best asset his his both his most important facet of his game is his flexibility as a player like i being I, able to plug him in at where five different the spots fuck on the ever field. he could pitch i don't care like he, he can do anything on the diamond which is great and you know you're gonna get a 240 average out of him probably you know like and it's just gonna be singles so like i i like he has a little bit of pop in his bat as we've seen like 
Oh yeah, I saw I mean, him. I saw him hit a walk-off home run this year against the Red Sox, and I saw him uh, hit in three runs. Hit a, hit yeah. a absolute dong straight to center um, against the Astros <laughs> in our one playoff Like, why is his power? Shout out all to the person that got field. the Larry Legend tattoo on their leg. Yeah, that was bold. hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, I fucking love it. The, the thing is, he's an icon in the for the White Sox, right? Like, he always right. will be because of that dinger in the ALDS and because he's been with the team since Alex Rios left. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he was part of the Rios trade. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, I love him, but he's like you said, Sean. He's the twentieth best <laughs> second baseman in baseball. We should be looking to do better. And the nuance of his argument was, you know, namely, you know, second base is not a very productive position for most mm-hmm. MLB franchises. And I get that, Sean. I heard you. I get it. I get it. The other thing that you were getting at, though, is that, like, we've got a bigger fish to fry. Uh, <laughs> Steve, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say my my cheese. <laughs> so if we have bigger fish to fry, I, I, I would really like it to be a burger and fry – because Jake Berger has been playing second base. Because, like, ah, it was funny. Boo. <laughs> All right. The really bad joke here from Hot Take Tommy. But, oh, you know, I as, as we close off this first half, as you're talking about Berger, as we saw on Instagram and other social media platforms, yeah. Jake Berger is taking reps and doing practice sessions at second, at base. second base. Yeah. Um, this this started last season too. Like he was starting to kind of do we that. How are feeling about this one, Tom? Hey, you know, have what? we come to this? I, first of all, yes, we have come to this. A second, a second of all, I don't hate it. it, it he's not going to play third base for us. No, you know what I mean. Unless like, they move Mankata to second, which, which no, oh God, please don't do that. Um, p- please, please don't. <laughs> like he was the only reason why they should move Mankata to second is if they somehow sign Carlos Correa. Yeah, that makes sense actually, um, but no, it's not. No, I. No. And even there, I'd rather move Tim to second, but that's beyond the point. Yeah, yeah. Um, good God. So I that again though he's not going to play third base for us, right? So why not get him reps? As he's one of your top ranked pos- prospects. I think he's number three or something. Like he's he. You should give him the opportunity to come up and play baseball at the major league level for you. And the only place he's going to be able to do that, the best chance in this organization yeah. is for I him mean, to he be did, playing second base. He had an extremely small sample size, um, but Lots he did, he did, he did, <laughs> he did okay in that small sample size. I'd like to see more of him. I, I guess the transition to second is okay, but I don't think he's a starting second baseman in major league baseball. I think Larry Garcia is a better option right now, honestly, as a starting second baseman. <sighs> but as we know, people are going to get hurt. You're yeah. going to need to yeah. move people around. So putting Berger at second or making sure he's getting reps at both as a third baseman and as a second baseman, I think that's important. Uh, you got to yeah. learn how to plug and play, guys. That's why the I hate to make this comparison again, but the, that's why the 2016 Cubs were so successful. They yeah. were able to, as long as you were able to hit, they were able to move guys around the diamond. Yeah. So let's take a quick break because we're at about our halfway point. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about 108 Day, and then I got a bone to pick about that too. During our break, please enjoy some lovely voicemails from the one and only Yeah Dog.
So it turns out I'm actually under contract with the Tainted Glove podcast, with leaving voicemails. But I talked to Pete, Aloha Mr. Hand, and he made an exception. And he told me, what is your fucking problem? Yeah, Don. So Steve-O and I and at KFIDS and Carrie and a few other people on our direct uh, chat message thing on Twitter. And the only thing I could say is it's fucking horrible. None of it makes sense. And I'm probably just going to stay on because... It's that horrible. Yeah, dog. So it turns out Steve-O has a uh, podcast that's called The Sons of Hanarchy. Uh, Another show that I leave a voicemail on Anchor that uh, I'm never on. Yeah, dog. So, Steve. What's up, Tommy? You have a story to tell. Well, first off, l- let me just <laughs> talk about 108 Day. Because yeah, 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 we, re- yeah. we recorded actually on 108 Day, the morning yes. of 108 yes, Day, and I was very hungover, right? So I had a very chill day the rest of the day with the two buddies who, who kind of crashed our podcast. Yes, good uh, times, good Kinsey times. and Jameson, good college buddies of ours. Um, really, really happy that they were able to join us and provide some casual baseball insight you know because we're big fans of the game and big fans of our team but to get outside perspective i think is is really important um because despite us branching out and having guests every now and then now now then again you know we we also have that bubble you know of of white Sox fans but and it's good to hear from other people um especially those that aren't in love with this game like we are so I do have to talk about 108 day because I thought about not going for a second. You did. Well, because you had people in. Right. And I had people unexpectedly. in. Unexpectedly. But I did it anyway. Um, yeah. So, and I was like, yeah, guys, like, I'm just going to go for a couple hours and I'm going to come back. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> so I showed up, like, I, the panel started or was supposed to start. Or actually, I think it probably did start because I walked in late and all the 108 guys were up there. Um, but the first panel with the 108 guys was supposed to start at like 9 o'clock. I think it did start at 9 o'clock. I showed up at like 9.15. Um, and doors opened at like yeah, 8. Yeah, at 8, which is crazy. I'm um, like already ready to go to bed. Like, <laughs> But it was so much fun. Uh, despite showing up late, Like, I got a very warm welcome from all of our friends that were there. Um, so it was so great to see, you know, Allie White Sox was there, Janice was there, uh, Wet Bandit, Soxwood, uh, Billy Wires, aka Juan Uribe's Cup, um, Carrie, uh, Recovering Prof, uh, (laughs) 
who who all was there still? Um, Adam from Kansas City was there, uh, who was absolute entertainment. I I, I gotta <laughs> give I gotta give shouts to Adam for being just like an absolute source of entertainment. Um, Hawk out from uh, Kansas was out there too, um, but. Um, shouts, obviously, I got a few really special shout outs to give. So shout out to Adam for just being the entertainment of the night. When I showed up, he was absolutely belligerent and then <laughs> dragged me to the bar to do a shot of Rumpelman's with him. Oh, why? Um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I definitely need a Miller Lite to wash that down with. Um, but he was, he was, geez, uh, pardon the blasphemy, but he was Jesus incarnate that night because he died <laughs> And he rose again. <laughs> like, he was just, like, absolutely destroyed for the first two and a half hours. And then all of a sudden, like, he stopped drinking, had a bunch of water, and then he was good the rest of the night. <laughs> um, shout out to Billy Wires, our guy, Juan Uribe's Cup, um, for letting me sleep on the floor of his hotel for, like, a solid hour. Because um, <laughs> we left 108 day at, like, uh, maybe, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, right? Maybe a little bit past one. Yeah. And we went back to the hotel that, like, him and Carrie and, and Prof, um, I think Allie and Alexis were staying in that hotel, too. And I was just like, yo, like, I just, like, need somewhere to, like, kind of recover for a minute. Because <laughs> I popped an edible and things were, like, really, really hazy Yeah, that's weird. not that's not time to get home. That's time to sleep immediately. Yeah, so <laughs> I was like, you know, like, let me chill out. And then shout out to, like, within that hour of sleeping, shout out to Carrie. I think Carrie bought the pizza, but all the guys went out except for me and Alex Rude, who was with us too. Uh, but me and Alex stayed back at the hotel, and all the rest of the guys walked and got Rosati's. Ooh. And they got, like, two, like, extra large pizzas mm, from Rosati's. Yeah. And, like, Rosati's isn't, like, the best, but it's it's good. It's clutch. It's clutch, especially <laughs> for 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I scarfed down some, like, greasy-ass, like, pepperoni and sausage pizza, which just hit the spot. Yeah, that's um, like Sarpino's during the North Park days. Absolutely. That is really the perfect comparison <laughs> right there. Um, and Rosati's greater than. Sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, um, sorry, sorry Sardinos. <laughs> exactly. Um, so shout out to Carrie. I should definitely – I asked him if he bought the pizza. He never responded to me. Sarpinos. Doesn't matter. Um, sorry. What, what, what I said thing? Sardinos. Like. Sardinos. <laughs> it's Italian sounding. It all yeah, counts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only ordered it when I was drunk. <laughs> but Carrie never texted me back about buying the – if he bought the pizza or not, which means he definitely did. Yeah. So I need to go Venmo him as soon as we're done recording this episode. <laughs> um, and then from that night, I do have a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. And you know where this is going, Tom? I do. <laughs> Tread lightly, my Okay, friend. my guy. <laughs> beef Wolf and, and Beef. Mr. Delicious. Pat, no government <laughs> names. This all comes from a place of love. But I got to say this. I thought by the end of the night, my bone to pick was going to be with Shane Reardon, <laughs> who was at the event. I got to meet Shane and Luke Taylor bridged mm -hmm. our, our guy who I didn't mention. Bruhan Luke was there. He mm -hmm. bridged the gap. 
because I, I kind of like popped into a conversation that a bunch of people were having and Luke just bumped Shane. He goes, yo, Shane, this, this guy, guy thinks he hates you. <laughs> Do you hear this story? Have I told you this? No, but no, he's I'm like, this guy thinks he hates you. That makes so much sense. That or you hate him. And he was like, what? what? Who are you? I was like, I'm Steve. Like, you know, I do a podcast, <laughs> Sons of Honarchy. This guy you know, thinks nice he hates you. you. Who the he's, fuck is that guy? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. But he was so not, he literally one of the nicest dudes. Like, he was so nice about it. Like, we had a great conversation. I invited him to come onto the pod Ooh. so that we can tie the knot. And, you know, tie, tie the knot. Is that the right word? <laughs> That's uh, getting married. Yeah, we're not getting married. Um, <laughs> You are gonna get married. I'm getting married, but, but not, not just to Shane. Shane. <laughs> um, what what is that? Bridge the gap. There yes. we go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, make amends. There um, you go. Bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, if there ever was one, it sounds like it was just on my end. Um, <laughs> but my be- my beef here. My beef is with beef. So first off, the panel was happening, and they had like their own 108 panel where you know they they made fun of me during their panel too, which was funny. <laughs> um, but then during the panel where they had, they had White Sox Dave up there, they had Herb and Tanny and they had, uh, who else was up there? I feel like they had somebody else up there, but maybe that was just it. Sox machine. Josh wasn't, uh, Josh was up there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was part of the original panel too. Um, but they had all those guys up there and, be like during their conversation, like during their, I guess maybe I was being a little bit too loud having conversation with other people <laughs> Who's while they're having their Is panel. Anybody surprised? And Beef <laughs> looks at me and he mouths, shut the fuck up. Like he's like, shut up. And then he <laughs> takes the mic eventually and he goes, Steve, shut the fuck up <laughs> over the mic. So that's not even my bone to pick with him. As he's leaving the event with his wife, um, shout out to Mrs. Beef. She's great. And we had a great conversation that night. So no hatred toward Mrs. Beef at all. She is the best. <laughs> this is all aimed toward Beef. I stop him before he leaves. And I go, hey, 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 Beef, you got to have one of these. And mind you, I'm a little like crossed at this point too. But I give him a <laughs> shot glass. But he picks up the shot glass. He takes a look at it. And he just sets it down on the table and walks out. <laughs> that's exactly what he does and it's like it's like one of those moments when it's imagine you're a little kid and you are watching one of your favorite athletes right and you know you lean over that railing to get you know that autograph from that uh from that favorite athlete of yours and he looks up at you and he ignores you and keeps walking that's how it felt it's like one of your favorite amateur bloggers <laughs> I thought you were going to be like one of your favorite content, content creators or whatever, like complimentary of them. And then you're like, no, this amateur is, blogger. This is a bone to pick. So amateur <laughs> blogger. Your amateur blogger just, you know, picks up a shot glass with your brand on it, with your podcast brand on it. Picks it up, looks at it, and just sets it down immediately and continues to walk out of the building. That's heartbreaking right there. So, so Beef, this is your moment, man. I'm waiting for you to reach out and bridge the gap here, baby. <laughs> I think I think it is important to note, just like you said, you were crossfaded. He was probably drunk as oh, a stump. Oh, he was apparently extremely <laughs> and, drunk. And probably trying to... He's like, I have one mission. It is and to leave. Get home <laughs> safely. <laughs> and, and so, hey, you know what? 
Kudos to him for getting home. I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> there are no hard feelings. And, you know, this is our 104th episode. Maybe we might have a crossover coming sooner Ooh, or later. I don't know what number episode that might be, but um, yeah. um, I don't know if there's a big milestone coming up for us or anything. No, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. You know, something that we go with. Yeah. We'll let you guys do the math, possibly. 107. Nah, um, nothing coming up. Right. Anyway. <laughs> but beef. Come on, man. I got to get you a shot glass. <laughs> So now he has to take a shot and, out and of the shot glass exactly. to make up for it. My sock summer and Cherizi <laughs> gratefully accepted their shot glasses from me. So and they, they were like, "These are dope, man. These are awesome." So <laughs> beef is gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my bone to pick. I know it's long, and and there are no hard feelings. But come on, man. Come on, <laughs> B. My dude out here, just you know, straight up just denying my gift. So. <laughs> It is it is very funny, especially the comp. Your favorite amateur blocker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely dead. Okay, well, um, I really quick wanted to jump into um, a Minoso minute, and this is this is a total change of pace. It's a little it's a little somber as the news of Les Grobstein's passing came across the wire this morning. So it's it's gonna be uh, kind of an informal Minoso minute here, but just because it's outside the lines of baseball, you know, Chicago media has lost two giants recently with uh, the passing of Jeff Dickerson and now Les Grobstein with the unexpected passing. Um, it sucks. I mean, th- there's he, we're one of the only major markets. We're not one of the only major markets, but Chicago is a major market that has prided itself on having overnight local sports radio for a long time and mm-hmm. Les was one of the guys that hold held that down he's been on the mic for like 50 years um that's crazy and he he just was the embodiment of the Chicago sports fan and um I didn't listen to his show too often but I heard clips from it and and uh I I heard it a couple times and he was iconic absolutely iconic um he'll be missed and 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 that's it just sucks that you know in in the course of like a couple months here um chicago media has been chicago sports media specifically has has lost a couple good ones and um you know hey pour some out for a guy and and uh and rest in peace for real um yeah for sure thanks for covering that tom that's actually really new news you know yeah that came out that's what, today. last night this morning yeah. this morning yeah usually we're not big in the breaking news department because we're a little because we're a semi-monthly podcast hey we're back on that bi-weekly grind baby <laughs> whatever we like we do release every calendar anyway it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we release every calendar week it doesn't matter calm down tommy <laughs> it's fine all uh, right well let's uh switch back to another uh regular segment rotating segment that yes. uh that we have on this podcast and it's the the he said it segment um i'm gonna get us kick-started um from and this quote is gonna be from and we're switching back to baseball in particular but uh this one's from my favorite beef wolf body bagger uh, which is Jeff Passan uh, talking about the uh, labor dispute slash lockout. Um, <laughs> the pick is still alive. <laughs> yes, uh, that is going on right now in Major League Baseball. Um, he tweeted out uh, on the 13th of January, uh, baseball labor update, quote unquote. There is no deal. There never was going to be one today. MLB made a proposal. The reaction among the players was not positive. 
No shit. Uh, <laughs> few on either side expected it to be. The question is how soon the MLBPA Players Association counters. Spring training start on time is in peril. As I predicted. Yeah. As I predicted, Tom. I well, absolutely you also expected said it spring was training gonna, to not start on time. You also said there was going to be like movement by MLK Day. Well, it's MLK Day. Here's your, mo- here's your movement. That's not movement. Here's your movement. That's I said, not you know, meetings, meetings before MLK Day. I mean, that's uh, that was meeting movement. Meeting singular. Meeting. Okay. That being said, um, I had a student, uh, one of my eighth grade, in particular, one of my eighth graders, uh, who's a big baseball fan. He's a White Sox fan. Um, I talk White Sox with him. Uh, he came up to me. What's up? Condolences. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, he came up to me. He's like, hey, Mr. Smurt, 44. Oh, no government names. Uh, 44 days. <laughs> and I was like, 44 days, huh? And I was like, baseball related. Really? I was like, 44 days. And he's like, yeah, man. Like, first game of spring training. It's 44 days. And I was like, you pay attention to spring training? And I was like, he was like, yeah, yeah, I love spring training. I was like, you love spring training? Yeah, um, it's not going to happen, fam. As, as, <laughs> as uh, you know, I, it, it, spring training, spring training. It's okay if it doesn't start on time. You know, I mean, as I've said before, players. Tell that are, to the pitchers that need to ramp up. Hey, as I said before, players are still prepping. Pitchers are getting their workouts in in their own facilities. I mean, even minor league guys are, are very good at, you know, making sure that they have connections where they're needed. Yeah. Um, and, and getting into places where they can work out. Um, and get some work in. So I, I think it's going to be fine. Um, and like CPS, Chicago Public Schools, right? <laughs> uh, everybody's going to want, you know, everything they want. And ultimately, they're going to get a little bit of something that they want, right? Um, and while I, you and I both would love for a lot of these player requests, a lot of these union requests to come through, yeah, we know that it's going to be somewhere in the middle, and it, it's ultimately probably going to fall more on the owner's side, right? Yeah. The owners are, are eventually yeah. going to get more of what they want from the players, right? Or um, they're going to stand their ground, because the owners, like, they don't even want, this is, this, it just, it's so upsetting to me, because the, the owners don't even want anything. They just don't want to get anything they don't want anything to change it is so good for them the setup as it is currently that they want nothing to change like fuck that man you're not gonna get a better game a better product if you don't allow for the game to adapt and change and morph and like add incentives right. to teams to not fucking tank uh, but like let like me the but baltimore orioles owner is probably laughing at the bank as his fucking organization sh- is a shit well star. to be honest with you it's more like tampa bay right you know well, like tampa yeah, bay tampa owners is. are like way like i mean think about that right it's yeah. it's it's a team like tampa bay that spends little to nothing and you know during the regular season they're not making anything but hey the team's successful and they're still spending nothing and but then what the fuck is profiting. the Orioles doing Big like time. in their in uh, like specifically the Orioles I don't know why I'm shitting on the Orioles but I, I but I look think at of this. Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh is like one of those organizations where it's like what are you doing you yeah know? that's fair but with the Orioles specifically it's like they have the Red Sox and the Yankees in their division and they just spend the fuck out of their money and they still lost to the Rays. And it's like, well, the Red Sox, never mind. But like in, in the regular season, in the regular season, I mean. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, they, they lost to the Rays. And, and the Rays aren't spending a ton of money. And the Orioles just look dumb. They just look mm-hmm. pathetic. Because they're in a, in a – I mean, granted, if you're that organization – why would you want to try when the, the Yankees are spending a boatload of cash and the Red Sox are spending a boatload of cash? I mean, I'm all cash, for a sour and four, but... It's, look, I, I just think it would be a better product if, like, 
all five of those teams gave a shit. Right. And well, and very, very, very clearly, one the thing, Orioles don't give a flying fuck and haven't for about a decade. Well, one thing that I actually kind of expect Major League Baseball to, Major League Baseball and the Players Union to actually come to an agreement on, is a lottery, a draft lottery, just like the NBA does. Well, you're going. Hopefully, you're going they can to, make it so it's not rigged like the draft lottery in the NBA. Well, <laughs> I, here we go, conspiracy theorist Tom, <laughs> Q QAnon Tom. Well, okay, this is not even a QAnon Tom thing. It's like really the the highest prospect from the Chicago ever is drafted by the Bulls in the first round with yeah, the first yeah. pick when they had a one in twenty chance of getting the no. Of I'm course. sorry. But and, uh, and look, it, karma the funny, the karma funny is a thing fucking is bitch. The, play, the, the players' the union proposed that the bottom eight teams all have a lottery uh, for right. yeah, yeah, their yeah. for whatever their draft pick is, right? Um, well, they haven't officially proposed it, but it's like well, um, that's what yeah, yeah. that's what they that's what they've said they they kind of want, yes. right? And and the players' union actually countered and said we'll do it for the bottom three. Uh, bottom three is not going to do much. Oh wait, sorry, say that again. The the union the union has said eight. They no, want eight. The the players union has the said players eight. Players union has said we want the bottom eight teams all to be on this draft lottery system to and kind of improve the, the know, to make a competitive three. balance, right? And the owner uh, and the owners and, and major league baseball itself was like, Oh no, bottom three. Okay. That's what they countered with. Okay. I think they're gonna meet somewhere in the middle. I think they're gonna say six or something. I mean you got six like you got six division or six uh yeah, divisions, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Three in each league, mm -hmm. bottom six, boom, bada boom, bada bang. Um That's pretty cool actually. I like that idea a lot. So I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. You ca it, it doesn't mat in that case, it doesn't matter if you win if you lose ninety games or if you lose hundred and ten games. There's exactly like, you might as well like try to win like come September you might as well try to win as many games as possible, whereas now it's like lose, 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 lose. Like there's this is the second season, I think, in the history of the league that we've had two hundred and ten game losing franchises in MLB. So it's like Wow. <laughs> That's all you got to say to that is like, whoa. That's right. terrible. D make sure it doesn't become like college football where yeah. we're seeing the same three, four teams in the college football playoff final every single year. Bama, Bama sucks. Hey, I mean, they very don't suck. Hey, shout out to uh, the guy, one of the guys who was on our podcast last week, Jameson. He owes me a six-pack of beer. Roll damn tide. Georgia, baby, showing yeah, up. Georgia. I called it. I called it. Him, stomped him. Yeah, anyway. Okay, so he said it. Let's continue on here. Um, so, I mean, we did say it was at the top. We did say it was going to be a Marco Patti uh, <laughs> podcast. So I pulled something from him. Uh, this is not a new quote of his, but this is like sometime in 2020. And I think it's just like, um, you know, let's, let's celebrate the man for a second. So let's hear what he has to say about himself. So he said, I feel this is Marco Patti. I feel very fortunate because it starts at the top with ownership. White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, and then it goes down to Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn, and they have given me the support and resources, and they have allowed me to shape the operations in the way I thought best. So that's actually a really good thing to hear him say. Now, he goes on, he says, they've created a culture here and developed a culture here where there's a tremendous amount of cooperation from every department, just like the Bears. Duh. 
Nah, <laughs> that's funny. The, the, he didn't. He didn't say just like the Bears. That's my. <laughs> but he said there's a tremendous, tremendous amount of cooperation from every department. Somewhere along, uh, along the line, whether it was Luis or Jose, obvious Luis, Robert, Ro- Jose Abreu, or any other player that was that we signed, Oscar Colas. Now it's a combination of cooperation from everyone in Chicago or Arizona. These guys contribute and make it easier. We all feel fortunate that these guys are playing for us, and it's something we can be proud of. You're damn right, Marco Patty. We are proud of you. We love you, buddy. Like, keep doing your thing. I'm still confused that your last name's Patty, and you're not Irish. But other <laughs> than that, I, I don't know. I, I really like you, man. And I, <laughs> I, I just think, like, like you said, he's an unsung hero mm-hmm. in the White Sox organization. Let's sing about him. Like, <laughs> the guy's fucking coming through year after year after year. He just gets the best prospect available from Cuba. He just does it. And that's, like, that's his gig, and he never fails. So, shit, I, I can't wait to get the next <laughs> highest prospect out of Cuba in a couple of years. Um, but, hell, I mean, we solved right field, just to come back to it. <laughs> this is a celebration podcast. We don't need to think about right field anymore. Please, for the love of God, go out and sign Michael Conforto and a starting <laughs> pitcher. Oh, my goodness. This is our – like, this needs to be our year. I'm, I'm coming back to that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that 2023 is an option. I think that mm. you're going to lose too much at, at the table, like contracts expiring. Um this is the year where you have everybody in place. And whether that's you want to keep Craig Kimbrell or you want to go trade him off for another yep. piece. Yep. Whether that's tapping the Michael the market for Michael Conforto or for another top of the line starting pitcher that's in free agency right now. Go and do something. Right, well, you can you can definitely count on a bounce back year from Dallas Keuchel. Can, so please, I don't know no. why you're so no. scared of us. <laughs> please, uh, somebody do something. That was funny. That was pretty funny. All right. Obviously, they can't do anything <laughs> right now because of the lockout. Yeah, no. There's. I mean, but they're doing what they can on the margins, which is you know sign Oscar Colas, and that's. I mean, that's perfect. I, I mean, you can't ask for more during a lockout. Literally, you, you cannot like so, right? Well, we should probably wrap this thing up, Tom. Hey, you know it. And um, do you have any final thoughts? I'm just I'm praying for things to patch up quickly in Major League Baseball yeah. because you know, like as fun as the Bulls are to watch, um, not especially last against, week. I was but. gonna say against <laughs> against bad teams in particular. Um, or subpar teams in particular, they really need to. They really need to step it up against the warrior, the the warriors of the world, and the Nets of the world, and the Sixers of the world. Yeah. Um, but as much as they're as much fun as they are to watch, the Blackhawks are playing better. Um, the Bears' season is finally over. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> God, and they're going to be signing both a new general manager. And a coach, yeah. head coach. So um, it's exciting to watch that unfold. Exactly. I need baseball back in my life. Oh, my God. Like, this is the, yeah. the period of time where I need something to I, – I need something consistent, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's been crazy in my life having – you know, looking for a house and starting grad school back up and planning for a wedding. I just want baseball back so badly. Yeah. And if this year is shortened or if this year is – hindered in any way, shape, or form um, significantly by the lockout, ah, I'm going re- to be a really sad person. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like if, if March 31st comes around and baseball season hasn't started, I'm jumping out a window. I, 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 just I live fir- on the first. Just, I was just gonna say, just a first story window because <laughs> I live on the first floor. I'll probably land on my feet, but I, I'm gonna jump out. It's like, come on, man! I we've waited all off season just for that, and that's it's it's gonna be really disappointing. But I, I mean, mediation or yeah, mediation takes a long time. Often, you know, coming two sides coming together is not an over the overnight process. It's just not, and we are uh, up under the gun. Uh, with our timeline, I, I say our, like I'm part of the negotiations. <laughs> I wish I was. I'd be like, yo, just give the players what they want. Give the players what they want, and we're good. Give the players what they want, and we're fine. If you give the players what you want, then we can play baseball. And that's what I would be doing in the in the uh, negotiations. So I probably wouldn't be very helpful. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I am with you, though. It's like we the, the consistency of the 162 – if we miss that two out of the last three years, might as well just like burn it all down. So <laughs> I <laughs> might as well burn it all down. No more Major League Baseball. <laughs> J- uh, J- J- Japanese League, South Korean League, Cuban League, Mexican League, Major League Baseball merger, baby. Ooh, Let's make it. No, I'm kidding. No, that's be, not a bad. That would be wild. <laughs> no, I just w- got done watching Semi Pro last night. I forced KO to watch Semi Pro with Will Ferrell in it, and I was thinking about that ABA NBA merger. Yeah. So I wonder if Major League Baseball is at that precipice. Pr- most likely not. No. I mean, hey, you could make it an actual World Series. That would be fun. The World Series of Baseball. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When is the World Baseball Classic? When's the next World Baseball Classic? That's a good question. That. Is that every four years like the Olympics? Or well, is I that mean, just I like know the last one was in... Uh, they just play it when they feel like it? I was, I, 2022? <laughs> is, is that right? I think we got 2022 coming up. Hey. So, All right. Well, fuck hopefully. MLB. We'll just watch that. <laughs> I know it got postponed because of uh, the coronavirus in 2021. Coronavirus. So. Coronavirus. Yeah, wear your mask. Get the vaccine. You can't even go inside without the vaccine. So inside, like establishments in Chicago. So just get the vaccine. That's true. Because you want to go inside, right? It's cold outside. Make sure you get your vaccine. Make sure you're wearing your mask. Be safe out there. You know, I. That's my final thought right there. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. Well, on that note, in Han we trust. Oscar Colas will not be a bust. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Let's please just sign somebody, though, once this lockout is over. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Post back check, back check. World Baseball Classic 2023. Can't wait.